Baby, baby, we are back. It's the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. And, of course, we had to get Garrett Thomas back on the show. Garrett, welcome back, brother. How you doing, brother? I'm doing really well, man. I appreciate you having me back on. It's always a blast. Um, just really kind of digging into this slate. And, you know, we're starting to see some some different things, injury news kind of pop up that are very relevant. So it's going to be a lot of fun to see where everything kind of settles at the end of the day. I would say... Some of the this late week injury news that keeps popping up, like Darren Waller is now officially out for the game. There's so many good teams on buys this week that it's definitely causing heartburn in some of these deeper leagues. For those of you who are in Dynasty, it's definitely uh, some of those lineups are not exactly stellar and and top tier. But that it is what it is. That's why we're here, man. That's why we're here to talk about our favorite flex plays on the week. Some of these guys. A lot of these players are probably rostered, but a lot of these guys we're going to talk about this week. We're on that waiver wire show that we talked about on Monday, and we're hot waiver wire targets for the week. But uh, listen, Garrett, for those of you new to the program, fire us your start sit questions. That's why we're here. And uh, we're each going to have about three or four different players that we like, that we think are those fringy type players that, you're, that are going to be in your decisions this week. And uh, we'll get to it. So, Garrett, why don't you give me your favorite flex play on the week in week seven NFL season? Yeah. Um, so the main guy I'm kind of looking at, and I feel like a lot of people kind of aren't so excited to play him is Alan Lazard of green Bay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's got a 20% market share and 25% market share in the red zone, particularly he's scored in four of his last five games, which is always great, right? TD, you know, floor, TD guys are awesome in fantasy football. Um, And obviously he gets other receptions too. So, you know, he isn't just exclusive to that TD dependent type um, player, but he's also frequently targeted in the end zone on top of getting, you know, these, these uh, Mm -hmm. touchdowns he's gotten uh, I think on a weekly basis, he's already gotten one red zone target each week. And then uh, he had six total on the season. So, and you kind of couple all of that with the commanders giving up, one of the, I think it's the fourth worst, I believe it's fourth worst um, against the wide receiver position, and that's 33.9 fantasy points per game. Um, so there's there's room for him to go off. Um, there's room for him to just kind of hit his floor and do enough, but I really like him this week, and obviously the Packers need to figure it out, and I think that this week is an opportunity for them to do that against a bad commander's team starting um, Taylor Heineke, which is, you know, I mean, as far as backup quarterbacks go, you can be a lot worse, but mm-hmm. it's not anything to, you know, be scared of, especially on that Green Bay defense of, uh, side. This is going to be a really interesting game, just based on the fact that somehow, shockingly, Green Bay is actually ranked 11th in terms of plays per game on offense. Yeah. And the reason I say shocking is because for the last few years, they've actually played relatively slow, which uh, and like he, Aaron Rodgers loved. To. What was that? Sorry. He still tries to. Yeah, he, he loves to run down that play clock. He just he he absolutely loves it. But yet, despite that, because the Packers haven't been able to get points in games, they've been struggling to get points. They rank 11th. Now, Washington ranks 9th. But to your point, it ain't Carson Wentz anymore. It's going to be Taylor Heineke. So this game on the slate is actually one of the lower over-unders on the slates. It um, it's at yeah. 41.5. 
But to your point, like Alan Lazard is definitively Aaron Rodgers' favorite wide receiver option. Uh, last week, and he actually is in line with Romeo Dubs. Romeo Dubs is actually getting more targets on the season. But of course, Alan Lazard missed a few games to start the season. It's it's going to be interesting how this one plays out. I, I like Alan Lazard because who else is there? Aaron Jones. <clears throat> he's he's okay, but he's been a disappointment, right? AJ Dillon's been a disappointment, yeah. largely because the Packers have been disappointing. Yep. I just hope for the wide receivers in, on both sides that Taylor Heineke is going to be at least competent. Um, we're not talking about the commanders. I'm not confident starting any commander's wide receiver. Jahan Dotson, yeah. oh. he took a step back this week. Uh, Diami Brown, uh, you can't bank on that dude. Uh, of course, TMC. The one thing I will say is that Taylor Heineke did completely just hone in on TMC in the last season. So maybe it'll be actually a bump for him. But this is going to be an interesting game for sure. And it could just be an absolute crapshoot. I agree. And I mean, the Green Bay implied team total is you know, decent. I think it was 24, 23 points. So that's three touchdowns on, you know, a medium basis. So, I mean, there's obviously yeah room for, for multiple touchdowns um, beyond that. And, and obviously to the low end as well, since they've been playing bad, but we'll ultimately mm-hmm. see. So, okay, let's, let's get into it. So my, my top player on the week, Garrett, is somebody that you and I both are in on this week. And it's, it's going to be a plug, your nose sort of situation. Once again, but it's it's got to be Kenyon Drake going up against the Cleveland Browns this week, right? I mean, You're right. as much as I hate to say it, J.K. Dobbins, he huh. coaches lie. Okay, coaches lie. J.K. Dobbins last week was taken out of the game as a quote precautionary step to make sure that that surgically repaired knee, the ACL knee was inflamed and that it didn't cause any any more damage oh guess what garrett guess what he's going back under the knife he's going to have a minor surgery it is now going to be out four to six weeks at least so ladies and gentlemen and garrett i think you and i were on the same page as we were were talking telling our our vip members in the discord Mm -hmm. you're gonna win more often than not when you fade these injured players on the season in your draft at the start of the season because jk dobbins has just been nothing but headaches but Kenyon Drake comes in to an opportunity where we saw just last week that Ramondre Stevenson lit the F out of the Cleveland Browns defense. And uh, a good friend of mine, Cody Carpentier on on Twitter, he maps out really simply just the fantasy points allowed towards these running backs. And guess who's dead freaking last? Of course, it's Cleveland Browns. So Baltimore Ravens this week have an absolute smash, whether it's Lamar Jackson, whether it's Kenyon Drake, Maybe Justice Hill, but Justice Hill's not exactly healthy on his own. So it's going to be a heavy dose of Kenyon Drake this week. And as much as I hate it, um, lock it up, man. What no, are you thinking I, about that? I don't, I don't, I don't hate that at all. I like it a lot. Um, I think we both agreed that was one of the few players that, or first few players that we both kind of agreed on um, for this week's show. So I mean, it, it makes a ton of sense. Um, you know, Justice Hill's had his opportunities in the past we've not seen anything great flash um to to my knowledge um he looked you know earlier in the season he did have a a decent game that i remember and maybe he only played like a half so it didn't really show up in the box score um but he looked okay he looked better than um that was when they were running out um who was uh the the mike davis when they were trying to oh yeah yeah and i think he's still on the team if i am remembering right but that was when he was still getting a lot of run and yeah, he just 
looked way better than than he did. But, you know, Justice Hill's still not that great. But to go back to your original point, this is kind of a Javante Williams kind of topic that we're talking about for next season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's going to have a similar procedure done uh, as uh, as Dobbins is having, um, you know, the actual I think it was the ACL, the PCL, MCL, all that. Um, so that's that's concerning for next year, too. And keep that in mind um, about fading people coming off significant injuries, you know, like this. We talked about I mean, J.K. Dobbins, Chris Godwin, all these players have had setbacks early on in the season. And now maybe they will be fine later on in the season. But uh, I, what's your take on So Gus Edwards is still in the pup list. Mm-hmm. They were talking about how they were potentially going to activate him off the pup list for this week. Uh, my guess is Gus Edwards is probably still available in a lot of waiver yeah. wires. He mm-hmm. is a, an excellent little stash option. Now, Gus Edwards he doesn't jump off the page, but the man is hyper-efficient when he does play. Yes. And um, I, pound for pound, I would rather play Gus Edwards if I'm the Baltimore Ravens than Kenyon Drake. But that's not going to be an issue for this week. So Kenyon Drake, if you got him on the waiver wire, you probably got it for pretty cheap because nobody was going to, to break their, their fab on him, especially because we didn't have the news yet that J.K. Dobbins was going to have to go under the knife once again. So the plug your nose sort of situation, it's one of these where, okay, the player himself, he's aging, he's 28 years old. Is he even any good anymore? Maybe up for debate, but sometimes the situation is far too juicy and there's a lot of bi-week players that are lock and loads for your lineup that aren't going to be playing this week. So Kenyon Drake... Plug the nose. Garrett, give me number two. My number two is going to be Tony Pollard, and this by extension kind of includes Ezekiel Elliott too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Cowboys, they, they're getting Dak back. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll be honest, I'm a big Cowboy fan. So I, I don't think this is a homer take, but you know, take that as you will. But they're tied for the highest team implied total on the week with 27 and three quarters projected points. The Lions have given up the second most fancy points against opposing running backs, and they're allowing an average of 26.8 fancy points per game, and that's on half PPR format. Dallas is going to look to extend what Cooper Rush did for this team, which is play defense and run the offense in a conservative kind of overview or, or manner, um, I should say. And that's going to involve Zeke and Pollard, whether it's conservative or not. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I do think that if for some reason that – Detroit cannot be stopped on offense, which we've seen this season. You know, Dallas is a great defense. So let's just put that in the in the range of outcomes. Let's say that Detroit can't be stopped on defense and they're kind of scoring, matching what Dallas is doing. Then, you know, I also think that's going to be great for Zeke and Pollard because, I mean, they can't stop the run, right? So to me, this yeah. is almost game script proof. Not both of these guys, of course, but – um, there is both sides where if Dallas is trailing, they're going to lean on these guys. And if Dallas is winning, obviously they're going to lean on these guys with Dak coming back from a serious hand injury, which could affect the way he throws the ball. We haven't seen that yet. Um, and you know, between the two Pollard has a slightly higher ceiling. Yeah. Um, to me, he's a comfortable fringe RB two play with potential to hit 20 points this week and half PPR. Um, Zeke's ceiling is much more realistic to hit. Um, and I think a lot of people are already going to start him, but definitely if you haven't, and that's your you know, third RB or even your second RB with Zeke, I'm, I'm not even hesitating this week to play either of these guys. Um, Pollard, I wouldn't force in particularly, um, but absolutely as a flex or RB two, if you're needing that, 
this is a guy, Pollard is a guy that I'm super excited to see what can happen this week. What do you think? Uh, on yeah, no, I mean, Tony Pollard, every single week, he looks more explosive than Ezekiel Elliott. Like, without a doubt, he does, right? He's um, looked that way, yeah. It's been yeah. a while. So then the other thing, too, is just based on the fact that, as a whole, the Lions are not very good against pass-catching running backs either. So when you put those two and two together, they can't stop the run through the air or on the ground. It's It seems like an absolute smash play. I wonder, I mean, this offense in general is going to look very, very different. We we saw last year, Russell Wilson had a, had a thumb, I think it was a thumb injury, right? or was it the finger? But he had, a, he had a hand injury that affected his way to throw, uh, to throw the ball. And I mean, I guess maybe the way we're looking at Russ this year, maybe he just sucked last year. But after he came back from the injury, he did not look as effective. The thing about the Dallas Cowboys and why it's different for Dak Prescott is based on the fact that Cooper Rush was playing well enough that the Cowboys were able to get the wins. So they weren't, they didn't have to rush Dak Prescott back. It sounds like, if, if you believe Jerry Jones, who people lie, but it sounds like there's been no limitations on Dak's ability to throw the ball. He was a full participant all week. He looks healthy. And I'm just going to go right to my, ne my, my next flex play. He's one of my favorite wide receivers on the week this week as a flex play. I think Michael Gallup, just like Tony Pollard, is going to light it up. I think Michael Gallup's going to have a hell of a week this week uh, going up against the Lions. So, of course, we saw that. Gallup, who missed first few games of the season. Now, I know this is kind of going against what I just talked about with J.K. Dobbins with injured players, but they're slowly working Gallup back in, and he's now played three games. And every single game, he's continued to ratchet up his participation in the game. And last week, he reached an 80% snap share. Um, and he also had a – he ran 30 routes, which is 79% route participation. He hasn't really jumped off at the score sheet yet, but there is a reason – that the Cowboys were okay trading away Amari Cooper last year. And that was because they believe that Michael Gallup is a legitimate wide receiver too in the NFL. And last week, just going up against the, 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 the Philly birds, man, they look amazing. And he went up, up against James bad Bradbury, who's the number fourth ranked corner in the league. This week, he's going up at Jeff Akuda, who Jeff Akuda is okay, but he's ranked the 30th in the league. And, um, the thing is, is that the Lions lead the league as well, Garrett, in man coverage. And I, 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 Gallup has the ability to beat man. We've seen it before. So with Dak Prescott being healthy, Dalton Schultz, apparently, who's burned us the last few weeks, yeah. Dalton Schultz is apparently healthy as well. So they've got a full offense, finally. Indeed. They have all their stars. The stars are aligning. This could be a really big turning point for the Dallas Cowboys. And I think Michael Gallup is going to be a big part of that. Yeah. I am starting him where I have him, and I think you should start him too. Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. And I, I, you look, it's Detroit, and a lot of time you just see either Detroit giving up points or Detroit scoring points, which forces the opposing team to score points back in order yeah. to keep up. So, I mean, it, it, you know, whether they're getting beat or they wind, wind up winning, I don't see Dallas not you know just scoring a ton of points here. So chase that, chase Dallas. Especially in your deeper leagues, you know, if you're you're looking for value, you know, go find these. You know, you're not gonna find Pollard, and, um, but you might find um, uh, Gallup on the waiver still potentially. 
I'm very curious. I'm just going to uh, filibuster as we discuss this, but I want to see Michael Gallup's current availability in leagues. So uh, I would guess load it's it in like 80, 70 or 80 percent. But I might in terms be. of availability, potentially. I mean, here. let's see. Michael Gallup is he is rostered. He's rostered in 68% of leagues, which means in 32%, he's still actually available. Um, probably not in your 12-team and beyond. Yeah, probably not in your 12-team leagues. I would say those probably the, the, the smaller leagues. But if there's a, an odd chance, even in 10-person leagues, man, I don't know about you. I'm in one 10-person league. It's my home league. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been playing in this league forever with with my, my hometown buddies. And there is players of that level on the waiver wire. And yeah. if you had, say, I don't know, uh, any of these Eagles play, maybe Devonta Smith was your wide receiver three. And now you need a fill in option for the week. I think Michael Gallup is a perfectly yeah. fair option for that. Give me your next player, Mr. Gary Thomas. Yeah. So the next guy I'm looking at, and it's, it's going to be kind of just an injury front and that's Hunter Renfro. Um, I'm not going to go mm-hmm. too, too far into it. And he's, he's questionable. So make sure that he is playing um, uh, on Sunday, but from all indications I've read, he's playing to play. Um, he, was the wide receiver eight in half PPR when Waller was out last season. And that was between mm-hmm. weeks 13 and 17 in that time. He averaged 14 fancy points per game in half PPR. He basically won your league, um, especially yeah. in a full PPR dude, absolutely won your league. Um, if you just plugged and played him, you know, maybe in week 13 or 14, you picked him up and then just rode that out. Um, he did amazing. Um, I, now with Adams on the team, and Jacobs catching passes at a decent clip. I'm not expecting the big, big games because last year you got to remember they didn't have Adams or really they didn't utilize the running back position. It was a different coaching um, regime. Um, and that was even kind of back and forth with the firing and, and midseason last season. Um, so I don't expect it to be just lock and loaded our wide receiver one um, because there are a lot more weapons on this team and, you know, I see him being the third guy in that rotation of weapons and potentially fourth. Right. And that's why he's a flex guy. But I, you know, when Waller's out and Renfro's healthy, I'm, I'm playing that. And this week they're playing Houston, not a good team um, and not a great, you know, pass defense, you know, it's also indoors and at home. So all good signs. Hunter Renfro's done squat this year. Absolute squat. Uh, I have him on a few teams and he was a locked like when I when I had him and he was healthy. He, to me, he should have been a locked and loaded play, but he is not, especially in PPR leagues. But this week, going up against Houston, to your point, they are an abysmal team in general. They do have a twenty-six point implied team total. Again, they got to put a point somehow. It's probably going to be on the back of a Devontae Adams, but to move the chains, Hunter Renfro is a dog, man. And the exactly. thing he was missing time because of the concussion. Mm-hmm. Concussions is like a pass fail. You either, you either, well, unless you're Tua, <laughs> but you're either clear of the concussion protocol and it's all go or not. Now, what what what's his injury? I, I had it in front of me, but just to confirm, what what is his? Uh, he's got the hip, right? Yeah, yeah say, he's questionable say. with the hip. So that that is worrisome a little bit because it's these quick twitch movements that Hunter Renfro excels at. So having a hip injury could hamper that. If he goes, I would say confidently you can start him, but just keep an eye on that. Just keep an eye on that report. Yeah. Yeah. And he had a DNP on Thursday. So, I mean, he's a legitimate questionable player. Yeah. So, 
Um, yeah. Definitely keep that in mind. If if for some reason he's out too, right? I'm moving to Mac Collins. That's the play, right? I'm chasing uh, yeah. whoever I think the wide receiver two is going to be of this game because it's just going to be one of those games where Houston's either going to be scoring back or the Raiders are going to be winning pretty, you know, with 20, 24 points, no problem, right? And you've heard the team implied total. It's even higher than that. So I would. that's kind of how I see it going. Well, I think you mentioned Matt Collins. One of the reasons Hunter Renfro isn't having the same season that he had last year, well, obviously Devontae Adams, but also the fact that Matt Collins is having this late career surgence. He, yep. he actually is actually good at football and he's good at catching touchdowns and he seems to have a built-in chemistry with Derek Carr. So it's uh yeah, man, I, I, it, it, it makes me a little bit queasy in his tummy to, to say yes, uh, start Hunter run for with confidence, but let's, let's give him the benefit of the doubt here. And uh, I, I'm going to agree with you on being okay was starting Hunter Renfro. We're, we're, we're getting a little bit nasty there. No, uh, I mean, okay. it's going to be a nasty week, some of these plays. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, shit, like, there's so many good teams that are on by this week. We get the Buffalo Bills, the Minnesota Vikings, the right. Philadelphia Eagles, the L.A. Rams. These are all teams that have a lot of fantasy-relevant players that are not playing for you this week. Push comes to shove, Hunter Renfro, not the worst decision. Player, I'm not going to get into detail about Garrett, but we got to mention Drake London. I've said it on the show before that he is a locked and loaded start every single week. And I get it. I understand that Drake London has not been putting up the points that we expect, especially with the target share that he's beginning. But in fantasy football, you need to chase the targets. And Drake has an elite target share on the season. It's 33.1%. And he ranks number two. Okay, so don't overthink it. If you guys have Drake London, you can start him with confidence. But that's not my play. My play, I'm, I'm, I'm this is, listen, Garrett, we're talking Cowboys, Homer picks. I got to talk about Jacoby Myers, another Homer pick for myself. We saw it last week. He was coming in the season with a north of 30% target share. Mm-hmm. And Bailey Zappi, who frankly has been a dog as a backup, just like Cooper Rush, you know, respect to those backup quarterbacks coming in and winning games. Hard. He didn't do squat last week. He he was a, he was a lot down. He only had four targets, but he still managed to salvage the day. He went four. He had four receptions for sixty yards. So he got to ten points in the PPR league, which is just that threshold of what we say. Anything less than ten points, we would consider a bust. He hasn't had less than ten points on the season when he's played. Jacoby Myers this week. They're going up against the abysmal Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football. For one, for those of you who, who have watched me for a while, I love that Monday Night Hammer in general. Like, there's nothing worse, Garrett, than being up by like 15 points going into the Monday matchup, and you have no players left, but your opponent has one or two players. Yeah, there's that's yeah. painful. But when you're the one with the player left, it's it, nice. Uh, I like I. One of the things we love about fantasy football is causing dismay, disheartening. We want to crush the souls of our opponents. The and hammer having a player like Jacoby Myers in the PPR league on a Monday night going up against the abysmal. Chicago Bears. Oh, and guess what? It sounds like Mac Jones is going to be back. Sounds like it. He had limited practice all week. And if not, Billy Zappi has shown that he's at least competent enough to move the ball. He just needs to target Jacoby Myers a little bit more. Uh, Tyquan Thornton's good, but Tyquan Thornton's not going to be these seven, eight targets per week. He's probably going to get three or four. Hopefully deep targets are going to get him involved. Yes. But I would say that that's going to take away more from Devonta Parker, Nelson Aguilar, those other fringy wide receivers. Than Jacoby Myers. How does that make you feel, Garrett? 
I mean, I, I like Myers this week. I played him last week. He didn't do good because I played him, of course. Um, but no, I, I think I think Myers is a good play this week for sure. Okay, we got we got a question. We got to start a question from George Cook. Awesome. Oh, this is gonna be this one's tough. Okay, so George is asking, do I start Damien Pierce and Kenneth Walker with confidence? I would say you can start them both with confidence, or bench Pierce. For DeAndre Swift and pray he gets a big play. Now, do we know for sure that DeAndre Swift is even going to play this week? We don't know that yet. It sounds like he will. I would say he's going to, but yeah, he still is on the injury report coming out of a bye. And this is now three years in a row. He's dealing with injuries like nag, you know, nagging injuries. Um, yeah. And I think this shoulder, it might be a different shoulder. I might be wrong here, but they he dealt with a shoulder issue last season. If I can talked about last year or last, last yeah, last season was, was a shoulder. Yeah. Because this is the second year in a row, I've made sure to draft him at least once. Um, but yeah, I think you could start Pierce and Walker with confidence. Swift, you know, assuming he is gonna uh, start for Dallas, uh, or I'm sorry, for Detroit against Dallas, I'm not too too worried. Uh, of course, I'm worried about the ceiling, um, but I do think that they're gonna have to like Dallas gets pressure, and you know, a dump off to Swift is not unrealistic, right? And that you know could go to Hawk, uh, Hawkinson, uh, Hawkinson instead. Um, but I, I see Swift in a full PPR, even a half PPR being okay. Um, but I, you know, Pierce and Walker, those are pure volume guys, whereas Swift's yeah. splitting it. So, I mean, any, you know, has a negative game script, which he's kind of prepped for as a passing back, but how do you look on the injury front? How's that looking this week? Uh, he's, he's got both the ankle and the shoulder. Um, which is double, never good man this one is really hard because DeAndre swift when he's healthy is a top five back in the league period uh-huh. he's got that level of talent <clears throat> we know that they like to de- deploy jamal williams on the goal line so there's that vulture possibility whereas damian pierce kenneth walker they're the dogs they're not like there's nothing happening in that offense on the run game that isn't going to involve those two players so i would say and this is going to be tough. If you can start all three, like who's your who's your other running back that that you can't play all three of these guys with one of them playing in the flex? I'm very curious to know that, George. But <clears throat> I would be okay benching DeAndre Swift for these two players, simply because we don't know how healthy DeAndre Swift really is. Are the Lions rushing him back? Uh, it's hard to say. They're also coming off the bye week. He's been he's been out for a number of weeks now, but he's not as far along as we kind of hoped, right? We wanted to see him as a full participate all week which he wasn't so in this because of the injury i would be okay playing damian pierce over deandre swift but man it's close because uh my other back is bark okay you can't sit oh damn man okay so you, you got saquon you got ken walker this is this this is a sick team. ass team george it's a good yeah. problem to have uh because of that because you got saquon because you got ken walker i like the safety of damian pierce over like uh, DeAndre Swift could, could could be a letdown game, so I would say just be safe. Play Damian Pierce. All these guys are good outcomes, and um, Jesus, Miles Sanders as well. George, you have a wealth of riches, man. Uh, Miles Sanders, of course, is, is on the buy this week. But <clears throat> okay, George, I don't like it, but I'm going to say bench DeAndre Swift and um, just be prepared I mean, that DeAndre Swift is elite. Yeah, right? and and that's true. Um, Swift's also been dealing with this injury for four weeks now. Um, I kind of yeah. went back. I think it was week three. Um, he didn't have the shoulder and ankle, but he had ankle yeah. I think, in week, week three. So, like, he's been dealing this, dealing with this for a while. So, I wouldn't say it's 
out of a realistic possibility, he doesn't even finish the game. Uh, might yeah. be wrong there, but it's to me based on these practice reports and even into this week coming off a of bye, you're still being limited. That's not good. So yeah, yeah, no, it's just because of the injury. All things being equal, yeah, you're never sitting him unless he's hurt, and in this case, he's hurt. Okay, we got CD Smitty coming in hot. Jahan Dotson, DJ Moore, or Garrett Wilson. This one's easy for me. John Dotson is he had a setback this week and he's got Taylor Heineke. He's he's not in the conversation. Um, Zach Wilson <clears throat> sucks. And so uh, should we do we trust Zach Wilson with to, to get the ball to Garrett Wilson? I wouldn't be all that confident. So uh, DJ Moore, Carolina is in absolute disarray right now. We saw Christian McCaffrey, which we didn't even bloody talk about. But I listen, it happened on Thursday night. And for those of you who are not under a rock, you've probably heard how many different and like types of analysis about CMC as, as a niner now. So we're not going to belabor that, but there's no Robbie Anderson. There's no Christian McCaffrey. DJ Moore should by volume alone be the, the, the best play here because I mean, look, the jets it's, it's a breach all show. Now Elijah Moore's not playing because he wants to hell out of New York, which who can blame him. But to me, it's DJ Moore. What do you think, Garrett? I would agree. Um, Wilson had that one huge week. The thing about Denver and the Jets is they both love to run the football and they both love to play defense. Like that's how they win yeah. games. Like, you know, uh, Russell Wilson isn't beating any team right now. And Zach Wilson isn't beating any teams right now. So what do we do? Right. We play defense. We play the field game, uh, field position game. We win the special teams war, run the, run the football. So I, that's how I see it. I see it going, being a gross under. I don't like receivers at all in this game. Yeah. Um, I imagine that Sertan will be on um, uh, who is who's the other um, receiver that I'm res- uh, Coleman is it Coleman as uh, the lead receiver for the Jets other than and then Wilson well, it'll be Corey Davis probably Corey Davis that's right no, no, no that's right so I figured he'll probably be on Davis which that could leave Wilson a little bit open but I, I don't like the passing games no. on either side of this at all. Yeah, I mean, you know, the only thing about Carolina is they suck. Like, they are an absolute dumpster fire right now. But I'm just going purely off the volume play here, and I just don't trust the Jets with Garrett Wilson to get him the ball. Okay, we got another one here. We got Kyle Grove coming in saying he's a full PPR trade offer. He would trade away. No, okay. Ooh. Trade away Stephon Diggs and A.J. Dillon and receive D.K. Metcalf and Nick Chubb. Absolutely not. I would not do this. I'm not trading Stephon Diggs away. He's just too valuable, man. What do you think? And I'm not. I'm not sh- so sure Chubb won't come back down to earth until yeah. Watson comes back, and I think we've already kind of seen him come back down to earth a little. And this isn't a huge Chubb week either this week, but obviously that's rest of season with the trade offer. But yeah, um, I, yeah, I don't. I don't love it. Um, I don't love it. Stephon Diggs. So I was controversially. I had Stephon Diggs in my tier one wide receivers this season coming in for the draft kit and I was ridiculed. I was heckled. I had just Stefan Diggs. If he, he fell to pick six or seven. I was saying take Stefan Diggs with confidence over the fringe Delvin cooks, that sort of thing. At the time I was ridiculed. Stefan Diggs is that guy every single week. We know he's still going to be Josh Allen's favorite target this week. Obviously he's not playing because he's on the bye, but rest of the season, man, Stefan Diggs is a league winner type player. DK Metcalf's good, but he's inconsistent. Nick Chubb, to your point, could come back down to earth. Maybe last year he was he wasn't as productive because Kareem Hunt was getting all the touchdowns. Touchdowns can sway. Yeah, I, I I I'm I'm sticking with Stefan. 
Uh, okay, let's go one more, and then we're going to get into another flex play. Uh, DK, GPP single entry. Okay, so best stack for the week. Oh, God. Um, so we're not DFS experts. That That's the other show. But I can certainly give my opinion on this one. I like the Detroit-Dallas game, man. I, we, we, we have two flex plays. That's going to be a high-scoring game. I think that's probably one of my favorite ones on the week. Kansas City, San Francisco is going to want to slow that game down. They really are. Baltimore, I just, for me, it's, it's got to be that Dallas game, right? There's just, you, you trust the offense there? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely trust the offense in that game. Um, I, in, a, in a GPP single entry, right? The, that's assuming, you know, you want some, you want some guys that are going to catch passes. They're going to get volume, right? You want to make sure that you're getting, you're buying players who are going to get the ball, right? We're not, you know, DK, you got, you got the PPR format to me in, in, I think the least chalkiest that has the most likelihood to go off is the Dallas side. Um, I think yeah. a lot of people will be hesitant in, in a single entry to play Dak. Could be wrong. Um, but, you know, even just kind of stacking him up on that side. Um, and naturally, I mean, if you believe in Dallas scoring as many points as 27, then you could believe in Detroit being piggybacking that and if that's the case then go on the detroit side but to me this in a single entry i'm going dallas um you know just for chalk reasons and then kc i think they're very tough to stack baltimore not so tough to stack it's just an expensive stack because you're pretty much going with andrews you can go to bateman this yeah. week but um for me i'm well, going dallas. still Bateman's still dealing with the bloody foot man like oh, he he's is. not okay. fully healthy and that's it that that gives me freaking heartburn because it i'm does. in a few leagues where i have to start Bateman, and if not, i'm not i'm going way down yeah and, and some and, of these dynasty leagues and and lamar without Bateman this season has been abysmal um yeah saw that loss last yeah. week and and they played poorly last couple weeks maybe three weeks offensively so um dallas for me kc i'm looking at even myself but that's more of a fan duel play um, I would I, love yeah. like if you're gonna stack the Dallas Detroit game, I would love to go like a Dak and a Schultz because people are gonna be scared of Dalton Schultz. So like go Dak Schultz or or Dak um Michael Gallup type stack, come back and nominate St. Brown. DJ Chark's been ruled out. TJ Hawkinson has had one big game, but really it's Ross St. Brown. He's gonna be continued, he's gonna continue to get fed. He's a, a weak. He had the week off with the bye week, so he should be just you know a little bit that much healthier. Uh, to me, that would be a fun game to stack. Okay, coming back, I think it's your. I think it's your go. Give me, give me another guy. I have uh, DeAndre Carter, um, and then also again, this kind of goes into Gerald Everett, and we're going into the to the PU kind of you know area of these yeah. flex right and i'm only going to highlight these guys if if keenan allen doesn't play um he's been practicing he was kind of practicing last week they are going into bye next week so and allen has already kind of hesitated about or he's opened the door to potentially missing this week to rest up and then get the bye mm -hmm. week on top of this week uh, uh for additional rest so i'm not sure about keenan allen yet um game time decision take a look at that but if he is out the receiving options are going to be extremely slim for this team. Um, Parham Jr., he's out. Palmer, he's also out. And those are yeah. your tight end two, and that's your wide receiver two um, with Allen out, right? And he's probably wide receiver three with Allen there. Um, so that slates Carter and Everett, you know, right there is the second, eh, 
probably the second, third passing options and yeah. um, maybe three, four, just simply because we know how Eckler is used in that offense. Um, but I also believe in this play because I believe in Herbert being healthy as well. This is the first yeah. week he's off the injury report. Um, you know, and it's just one of those games I can really kind of see. And we're talking about single entry, and this is even maybe this is the game to stack in a single entry. Um, if mm. I'm gonna be real with that, but you know, it's just to me, it's one of those games that it could easily like Clipper or um, uh, Chargers defense isn't very good. Um, they give up points. Seattle has shown two score points, um, and they've kind of been down recently. But you know, in that building, I, I think Seattle can and will score up some points. And yeah. Seattle's defense is bad um, against defending tight ends, um, and that's kind of why I felt like Everett was a very relevant, you know, even a flex option of full PPR potentially if you need it, because um, you know, in weeks four and five, they allowed Seattle allowed the most tight end points for the week. Um, they've easily been one. I think they are the worst team in the league. I don't have that exact metric in front of me, but I, I do know tight that. end. Yes. They're, and, they're 28th. They rank 28th out of 30. Okay. Teams, so 28th. So. Not, is, yeah. It's not great. Um, yeah. and they, they've given up the worst weeks on tight end in weeks four and five. And then I want to say in weeks one through three, they also were giving up a very large amount of points. And I think last week they might've defended it pretty Okay, but that's who I have is uh, DeAndre Carter and, and Gerald Everett um, kind of options if Keenan Allen is out. Do, do you worry that Donald Parham is going to eat into like even like two or three targets and take that away from Gerald Everett? No, he's out this week. Oh, Parham's out. Mm-hmm. Parham oh, and uh, Palmer are both out. Oh. Yeah, so this okay, is kind of why it's just like this passing offense is very condensed, and we're talking about – GPP single entry. I love condensed offenses when I can find them, especially when you have a Herbert who can score 30 points for you as well, which he's not done this year, but I like that. I like that. Gerald Everett's actually been priced up a little bit on DK or on FanDuel. He's at 6,300 now, which I mean, he's, he's getting six, seven to eight targets a week. So good on him. Um, okay. So question about how, how much do we truck Goff? Andrew in that GPP stack. I never really trust Goff. He's way too inconsistent, especially if I only have one lineup. I mean, it's it's going yeah. for gold. I mean, he'll probably be low owned, but I just I I don't I never really truly trust Goff. If you're gonna yeah. go with the stack, I'd probably go with the Dak the Dak Tack going in there. Okay, we got Nick Perrone's coming to the question here. Garrett, do you think Tyler Lockett will end up playing? Uh, Bacon on Alec Pierce. If he doesn't, okay. Um, so okay, so so two things here. So Tyler Lockett, I believe it's the hamstring injury that mm-hmm. that uh, he's been dealing with. This, like, I, I've got to start Tyler Lockett in one of my leagues. It's a full PPR league, so so far Lockett's been playing very very well. Last week he had a bit of a dud, but as a whole in the season, he's been very reliable. Absolutely, I think he's going to go. I think he's definitely going to go. They need him against the Chargers, but there's always a possibility of a mid game hamstring tweak. So here's the thing. Alec Pierce is actually the next guy that I was going to talk about. So it's perfect, perfect timing. Um, it's one of my deeper flex plays, but I would say if Tyler Lockett's playing, you have to start him. You're overthinking it. If you're going to, because we can't predict the injury, right? But there's always a risk. When a guy comes with a hamstring injury, this light tissue, it's a risky play. But Tyler Lockett's an absolute dog, man. He's so good. He's so good. He's going to put up fantasy points if he plays. 
Hopefully they don't try to overextend him, right? Use DK for the deep fall passes. Just just pepper the shit out of him. Get, give Tyler Lockett seven, eight targets and let him play these short, close to the line of scrimmage plays and just move the chains. And that's how you're going to win against the Chargers. Um, am I wrong there, Garrett? No, like, no I, I think you're right. I think in the NFL, a lot of time, if they're healthy and you don't get sources where they're saying they're going to be limited, I'd say probably 70% of the time you get a healthy player. Um, And that does leave some room for, you know, some outliers there. So, I mean, there's risk. Um, And, uh, you know, Lockett's dealt with soft tissue injuries before. Um, But I I think you're set up well. Uh, If he does miss, I'm going to Pierce. But I think the big thing and potentially why he's asking the question is because I do think that that's a noon game with Pierce and that's a 3 p.m. game with Lockett. So he's going to have to make this decision probably before he knows. And that's what makes it tough for me. The biggest thing. Well, normally, Um, so so normally like Saturday night over the night, there's that, that, that big information dump usually from Adam Schefter. And so if you're on, if you have the fantasy life app or even just your go on Twitter, go, go check out Schefter's uh, timeline. He'll typically have a big data dump in terms of just information for the game day. So we'll probably have a good indication even before those early games whether or not Tyler Lockett's going to play or not. It sounds like he's going to play. It's just a matter of if he gets, maybe, you know, there's a setback during um, during the the warm-ups. So if you can, maybe have just one backup option for an afternoon or one of the later games, maybe if you can. But if it sounds like Lockett's going to play, then I would be somewhat confident in it. Yeah, I would agree about being confident with him if they're saying that. Oh yeah, so Nick says he played T Higgins. Dude, I played T Higgins as well. So uh, PTSD is real in fantasy football, but the problem is you also have that uh, that that we have these biases, right? We assume the worst. We assume what happened with one player is going to happen with this other player. That's not always the case, right? It's it's, it's a different situation. If Locke is healthy enough to play, I, I would play him with confidence. Okay, let's talk about Alec Pierce. I, I did I did hint this is one of my deeper flex plays on the week, but. Pierce going up against Tennessee and he hasn't had less than five targets since week three, which means that he's been a part of this passing game mm-hmm. and he had his largest snap share of the season last week with 65%. Now miracles do happen Garrett in the year of our Lord, 2022 miracles do happen. Paris Campbell had another breakout game last week. Who would have yeah, fucking it, man? Two weeks ago, it might've been actually with you on the show. I definitively said in all leagues, because I was, there's always a question: Who's your truther? Who Who's your truther? The guy that you just cannot cut from your dynasty teams. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's Paris Campbell because we see these 13, 14, 10 target games where he puts up 110 yards and a touchdown. He has nine receptions, and he just like he warms your soul. And then for the next month and a half, he's just gonna absolutely crush your soul. So yeah. that was one of those games where Paris Campbell blew up on your bench. Congratulations, Paris Campbell! But he's not 100 healthy this week. He was dealing with a concussion, which again is either he's either in or he's out. But Alec Pierce is going to continue to have an increased role in this offense. And going up against Tennessee, it's going to be a bit of a sloggy type game, which means that it's going to be one of these, they're going to be in a lot of like, you know, third and four, third and three type situations. And that's going to be Alec Pierce territory. I also like the fact that they have a full swath of running backs. Jonathan Taylor is going to be back. Naeem Hines is going to be back. Deion Jackson has earned a role in that offense. So it's going to be a bit of a timeshare, but I kind of like Alec Pierce as one of those deeper flex plays. And um, if Tyler Lockett, Nick 
doesn't play, I, I would be confident starting Alec Pierce in my flex this week. Am I, am I crazy, Garrett? No, I don't think you're crazy. And Tennessee, they don't defend the, the pass well against wide receivers. So I think it's in play. Uh, I do think that with Indy being fully healthy, it's always, you know, in this scenario where you see these yeah. lower end players becoming relevant, now we're healthy, you can kind of see them take a back seat. Um, not to say that will be the case because obviously he is getting uh, targets drawn up to him. Um, but to me, I see this game being teams that want to run the ball. Uh, mm-hmm. Matt Ryan had a good week last week, but he was really forced to throw the ball 50 yeah. times. And he leads the league in turnovers as as a player. So I, I just that doesn't go away, I don't think, even in this game. I think um, I'm targeting Tennessee's defense for that reason. Um, and that's that's kind of where I'm scared of Pierce. And that's why it's a flex play, right? It's not a, it's yeah, not it's, a, a, it's a deep flex play. Right, it's exactly. Deep flex play. So, yeah. And that risk to me is – uh, you know, the quarterback just getting blown up, which Matty Ice has been ice cold until last week. So. <laughs> we saw last week Michael Pittman Jr. had a 28% target share last week. It's I think it's, I mean, Alec Pierce is going to be, you know, it's a decent flex play for Alec Pierce. You're hoping for the touchdown, obviously. <clears throat> Michael Pittman's going to feast this week. I'm excited. I, I, yeah, it's going to be a fun game. For Michael Pittman, he's hurt me a little bit this year. So yeah, okay, we got Christopher coming in. Do we think Kenyon Drake will get the volume this week? Yes, yes, we do. Yes, we do. So um, Christopher, you missed the start of the show, but Kenyon Drake is my favorite flex play on the week, simply because the Cleveland Browns are the stone worst rush defense against running backs. So is the Drake the Drake of well? was never really electric he's had a couple reasonable seasons in fantasy football but he's 28 years old is the talent still there and maybe up for debate but the opportunity is going to be there and it's going up against a really shitty pass or rush defense excuse me so yeah i i think that i mean it's going to be him and justice hill so gus edwards still in the pup start kenny drake with confidence this week all right garrett do you got do you have one more just just deep in the bowels of your brain one player that's listen if you have a scratch off lottery ticket you had to play is there anybody that that jumps out at you am i putting you on the spot here because i know put me on the spot a little i could i could potentially find something quick those carter that carter pick is pretty deep um oh it's deep baby okay i I got one i got i got i got a deep one uh maybe not 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 quite down to the deep bowels of of a flex play but i think devin duvernay is going to be a decent flex play this week um they're going to be able to move the ball. Rashad Bateman, he's still dealing with the foot injury. If he plays, I hope he's healthy, right? Like you don't want him just take another week off. If he's not, if he's not going to be a full go, just take another week off. Either way, Devin Duvernay continues to be a, a real part of this offense. And the thing I like about Duvernay the best is the fact that he does have that 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 elite speed. He's got a four three nine forty yard dash, and just this week, because last week was his worst week of the season. They came out and said, okay, we got we got it. Greg Roman came out and said they got to give him the ball this week. So um, as long as he continues to get his five to seven targets a week, which is pretty much what he's been able to get, and the Browns love to play zone. They play zone in almost 75% of all their um, defensive uh, matchups. Devin Duvernay is going to be a monster at, at beating that zone coverage. He's going to be able to find those soft places in the zone, whether it's playing slot, whether it's going deep, opening things up for Lamar. Of course, you know, the, the corners, they need to make sure they spy Lamar because, hey, he's Lamar Jackson. 
Devin Duvernay. He's going to be a sneaky little play this week. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets, you know, five receptions, 70, 80 yards, and he gets in the box. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it, it makes some sense for sure. So I, I, I don't have much to say back to it. Um, okay. you know, I, I really like him personally, myself okay. too. So. Yeah, look, it's going to be, it's, a, it's an interesting week. There's no really crazy game, game totals this week. And listen, it's the NFL. Yeah. Scoring is down so far this year. Even last week, we saw the KC uh, Buffalo game, which was the highest uh, over under total. They, they, they hit the under on it. So defenses sure. are playing well. Um, I don't know what it is, but the offenses just don't quite seem to be clicking the way that they have in previous seasons. No. So it's, it's every single week, especially with these flex plays, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough, but that's why we get paid the big bucks, Garrett to come out here and big talk bucks. about yeah. these, these fringy plays. So um, let's end it there. So where do the people find you? They want to interact with you, talk shit Man, with you. Twitter's usually the most where um, most of my fancy stuff comes from um you have the at handle uh in the in the screen there at garrett thomas there's one r and three t's there in the middle so have fun with that but um yeah my parents didn't want me to have a coffee mug so they spelled my name a little weird but there you go um that's where you can find me for sure good stuff man of course if you're a vip you'll find uh garrett on the inner discord server for those of you who aren't members of the vip audience go to dfsarmy.com we have a lot of free content out there but we have an offer where if you go to www.dfsarmy.com forward slash free offer and follow the instructions you can get one month of free vip membership every single week i say this i say this in every show i sound like a broken record but every single week every single slate we have our dfsm dfs army members tweeting out rocking their helmets and they're winning real cash in DFS contests. And um, man, even just in the comments, some of our members have just absolutely disgusting teams. So keep it up. Obviously, the draft is well over, but every single week we got a waiver wire show on Monday night that I go yep. and I'll talk about some of my waiver wire uh, picks for the week. And we're always wanting to churn those guys. And they will often come up on the Flex show on Saturday morning. So keep coming back. We appreciate all the questions. With that, for Garrett, I'm Flex Shane, and we are, of course, DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. Good luck in week seven. <laughs>